We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. Well, now you see, they were worshiping the building. Didn't realize that getting mad that way and pouting and not fellowshipping with others was, the, was really sin and that the other folks weren't sinning. That house is not the house of God because God lives there. Now then others have said, bless their hearts, putting great emphasis on holy places as though that's holy, you know. It would be all right to eat over there in the Sunday school annex or some fellowship hall, but it wouldn't be all right to eat over here in the sanctuary because God lives over there. Well, no, he doesn't. He don't live in either one of them. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. The story they tell down there in Sherman, Texas, is an old boy, he kept wanting to join the church. He wasn't exactly the most desirable character in the world, so they wouldn't take him in. And he'd tried again on one Sunday morning when they took members. He walked down the aisle, and they wouldn't accept him, so he just left. And he's standing outside the church, you see. Standing there weeping when suddenly Jesus appeared to him. Of course, he's just a sinner. Right? They didn't try to tell him how to get saved. He thought by just joining the church, I'd make him a Christian. He's standing there crying, weeping, you know. Somebody come up and put their arm around him. He looked around, you know, and it's Jesus. Asked him what he weeping about. He said, well, I've been trying to join that church and they won't let me. And he said, the Lord said to him, well, don't feel bad about it. I've been trying to get in there myself the last 20 <laughs> For the last 20 years, they won't let me in. And you know there's more truth to that sometimes than portrait. Amen. And so, uh, John Wesley, see, he didn't know that God would meet him. He said, you see, because they'd come out of various backgrounds and they put great emphasis on the building. And you know, that same, that same idea is carried over into full gospel groups as though that's a holy place. We don't worship places, we worship the Lord. We don't worship buildings. Amen. I, I, I remember the last church I pastored down in East Texas, one of our larger, our little largest full gospel denomination. And I remember every first Monday, we would have a sectional fellowship meeting. Now in this one section, as we called it, we had 80 churches and 120 preachers. And we'd have one big fellowship meeting every month. And then on other Mondays, we'd have what we call local fellowship meetings, you know, because you'd have to travel some miles to get there, sometimes nearly 100 miles to get one of these big meetings. But up in our part of the country, four or five of our churches would have a little local fellowship, and others too, because everybody couldn't come to the big one. You could understand that. But I traveled, oh, I don't know, probably 50, 60 miles, maybe 70 miles to get to one of these uh, big fellowship meetings. Usually you had to hold them in some of the larger churches where they'd have an auditorium large enough to handle a crowd. But you see, on these fellowship meetings, we'd have morning and afternoon services, and then usually on that night service, right at that time, they'd have a youth rally, and the young people would have the night service. And we'd have dinner on the grounds, services all day and dinner on the grounds. 
Some folks wanted to have dinner all day and services on the grounds. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they'd, 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 the folks or whatever, the local churches having the fellowship meeting would feed everybody, you know, just spread it out. And like I said before, if you've never had any East Texas fried chicken, boy, if you ever get a chance to get any, you better get it because you don't know what you missed. And they'd have fried chicken galore and everything else good to eat. Just table after table of it, you see. We'd eat on the grounds. But while we were in this morning service and about the time service is over, it started raining and it just poured down rain. Well, you can't eat out in the rain. And the church auditorium was in. They had a little Sunday school annex, but it's cut up in little rooms. You couldn't feed people there. So the pastor of this church and some of them said, I'll do what let's do. Let's just take these church benches, pews, and turn them around, put two together and two together, and put rows up and down through it. So we ate in the church. And somebody came to me, said, that beats anything I ever seen in my life. Don't they know this is the house of God? While they're eating in the church. My God, they said. They've all backslid. <laughs> and they got mad. I tried to talk to them. But they got mad, just fighting mad. You know, of course, they were sanctified. <laughs> and went home. Went home. But after we all ate, I noticed that fried chicken tastes just as good in the church as it did out there on the ground. <laughs> And that iced tea was just as good in there as it was out there. And the pie was just as good. And after we had eaten and they cleaned all that up, put the pews back in place, then we had an afternoon service. And I, I could see it didn't make God a difference. The power of God came down on us. We had a tremendous, un, I mean greater than reading, any, any fellowship meeting was ever in that afternoon. Power fell on us. Glory to God. Well, now you see, they were worshiping the building. Didn't realize that getting mad that way and pouting and not fellowshipping with others was, the, was really sin and that the other folks weren't sinning. That house is not the house of God because God lives there. Now then others have said, bless their hearts, putting great emphasis on holy places as though that's holy, you know. It would be all right to eat over there in the Sunday school annex or some fellowship hall, but it wouldn't be all right to eat over here in the sanctuary because God lives over there. Well, no, he doesn't. He don't live in either one of them. Are oh, you listening to me? And to get into all kind of foolishness over those things. I was holding a meeting years later. I mean, way back in 1950. I was holding a meeting, Full Gospel Church in West Texas. Later on, I was down in East Texas for a special service. The pastor I said, Brother Ian said, well, he just asked, you know, we bosom friend. He just said, Kenneth said, what kind of a church does uh, he call this fellow's name? This fellow had come, this pastor of that church of West Texas from East Texas. Well, I said, what do you mean, what kind of church? Well, how many does he run in Sunday school? Well, I told him. What kind of crowd? I told him. How, what kind of meeting? I heard you was there. I heard you had a good meeting. Yeah, I said, one of the, one of the, up till then, it was one of the greatest meetings I ever had. Great move of the Spirit of God. People say, filled with the Spirit, healed. Some of the greatest healings I've ever seen. I said, uh, you know, we, uh, we just fill the building up with people, you see. 
And I said, uh, the, the, the pastor went down because small town wasn't in a place there. You'd have to have gone 60 miles away to a big city to rent folding chairs. So he went down to one of the funeral homes and they loaned him a hundred folding chairs. Now, see, of course, the building, the, the sanctuary was full of pews. But he, I said, we moved the altars out and they just set chairs right down against the platform. And, and, and then they set chairs down the aisles because they had wide aisles and they could set one at the end of the pews, you know, every one of them. And we worked in these hundred chairs where we'd get another hundred people in. He said, I thought you said that there was about a hundred saved. I said, they were. There's a little over a hundred, about 120 people got saved. He looked at me. He said, how did they get saved? I said, what do you mean? Well, he said, you moved the altars out. Well, I said, I just had them to come. There was a little room down here at front. It's, you know, there's a, a three-foot aisle, at least, down here in the front. And I had them to come stand down there, and I had a word to pray with them. Then I sent them back to the Sunday school annex. And the workers went back there, and they knelt by benches and chairs in the Sunday school rooms, and they prayed with them. 120 got saved. He just kept on going, saying, I don't understand. Claim to have a revival. Move the altars out. I don't see how you ever got anybody saved without an altar. I said, I never heard of the altar saving anybody yet. <laughs> I thought Jesus was the Savior. I didn't know the altar was. See, you can make an altar anywhere. You don't even have to have a bench to make an altar. You can just kneel and make an altar before God and he'll meet you. Praise God. Amen. You can make an altar driving down the road in this car. Praise God. <laughs> Flying through the air in an airplane. See? But what, what's happening? People put emphasis on things and think they're holy. Well, no, they're not holy. And you know what? That fella was a bosom friend of mine. From that day to this, he'll hardly speak to me. He goes off and tells that I'm backslid. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that a tragedy? I was holding a meeting in another full gospel church down in East Texas. We didn't have a teaching meeting. We had a prayer meeting in the morning time, just the time people come and pray, just preach at night. And so uh, they had a, a right in front of the pulpit. Now, the, the whole floor of the church wasn't carpeted. The aisles of the church was carpeted and, uh, and, and, and around the altar here. But they had another, I don't know why they did, but they had another carpet right here uh, uh, under the uh, communion table. Communion table right in front of the pulpit. See, and they had another, oh, I don't know, maybe four by eight, six, or something like that carpet there, three by six, something. I, I don't know, anyway, pretty good sized table. And, and I don't know why, but uh, they had uh, maybe to give more room around the altar, they'd move that, uh, and would in revival time, move that table out. See, because they just had communion. It's custom in that church the first Sunday. So we were all praying there, and one of the persons said, Brother Hagin, uh, you feel the power of God? I said, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, I don't go by feeling. I mean, power of God's here whether I feel it or not. I said, I'll tell you what, if you go over and get on that rug, boy, you'll really feel the power. <laughs> well, I said, what's that rug got to do? Oh, they said, you know, I sought the Holy Ghost for years. And but said, I got the baptism kneeling on that rug. And said, every time I can ever get anybody on that rug, they always get the baptism. Get the Holy Ghost, you see. <laughs> said, go over there now. I went over there. I couldn't feel a thing. 
I said, well, that's, that's getting into mysticism and witchcraft. That's not Christianity. Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the two-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Hold Fast to the Word. Also from Kenneth Hagan, the four-CD set, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. All this for the special price of $25. That's $17 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We do Living Faith Crusades. Yes. We're starting, our schedule starts in January. January, yes. But if you want to know where we're going to be throughout the year, just go visit rhema.org and you can see our upcoming itinerary and mm -hmm. where we're going to be. If we're coming into your area, we yes. want you to come in, out and see us. And, That's right. And tell us, hey, I'm a partner. I watch the television broadcast because we like to talk to those we people. Do. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on how to increase your spiritual effectiveness. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.